0: I understand that I'm speaking here at the Republican Party. Um, If the Democrats would have me, I would come speak to them. If the independents would have me, if a bowling alley committee would come (laughs) have me at this point, I would come and speak. This is not
1: political. Not political, he says. Attorney Kevin Epps handles cases in Clark and Oconee Counties, probably elsewhere. Uh, Dealing with the district attorney in Clark and Oconee Counties, the Western Circuit DA, Deborah Gonzalez, we spoke with Kevin Epps back in March. A lawsuit then, a writ of mandamus, calling on a judge to compel Deborah Gonzalez, the DA, to do her job, as it is statutorily defined prosecute cases which he has been less than eager to do in some instances certainly not to the satisfaction of kevin epps and others that rid of mandamus the first of many developments and we're going to get an update now there's a lot of ground to cover here as kevin epps joins us attorney kevin epps thanks for your time this morning
0: Thank you, Tim.
1: First, the writ of mandamus. Again, this takes us back to late March. Uh, Again, compelling or calling on a judge to compel her to do her job. The law says you prosecute these cases in this way. Uh, We're saying you have not done this. Now, a judge, and he brought in from out of circuit, I think Douglas County or someplace, this judge says, yes, you can proceed with this. Give us the status of that to
0: begin with. Sure. So he denied the motion to dismiss, um, and after the motion was dismissed, we moved to, take Mrs. Gonzalez's deposition to gain more information about the writ of mandamus and what's going on in her office. Um, at that point, her counsel did what they called confession of judgment. They confessed to the mandamus and said that they would do their job. On its face, it looks like it would be a, a great win for the community and in the case.
1: Uh, in fact, it's, it's just a reality. tactical move on her part, from what I understand.
0: You are correct, Tim. It gave them an opportunity to appeal that up to the Supreme Court. As of yesterday, uh, they have requested oral arguments between, uh, as to the Supreme Court, um, and those would be heard in September to address the issues before them because they're asking them to overturn the trial court's ruling on the denial of the motion to dismiss.
1: All right, and following that, and I know there's still a lot to talk about there, but we've got a lot to cover, so I want to get to some of this as much as we can here anyway, uh, Kevin Epps. uh You have filed an additional lawsuit that alleges that Deborah Gonzalez, the DA, called upon subordinates ADA's assistant district attorneys to destroy documents, to delete text and emails uh, as part of an investigation. He's going to file an open records request or the Banner Herald is, and there's no record. They can't see it. So she's calling on this ADA, Teasley, I think is her name, to destroy these documents. And you have affidavits from her to this effect?
0: Yes, that's correct, Tim. Uh, Ms. Teasley is represented by counsel, and uh, we requested of whether or not she would do an affidavit and if she would sit for a deposition and describe exactly what Ms. Gonzalez uh, did at that moment. She has agreed to sit for a deposition. She's agreed to do it next month in order to explain what exactly Ms. Gonzalez did, and we hope to further explore what she's already stated in the affidavit that Ms. Gonzalez told her to delete text because she was getting a lot of open records requests And by the way, she had a pending open records request for that information when she directed the ADA to delete those text messages.
1: There will be those, and I was one of them, who would who would look at this and say, okay, this sounds a little bit like, and you know, not to overly dramatize this, but it, it calls to mind Hillary Clinton, 33,000 emails and destroying those things. Uh, but a case closer to home, a listener reminded me, you know, you had the, the woman who worked in the mayor's office over there, Kasim Reed's uh, office when he was the mayor in Atlanta, and he got jammed up, and she did certainly, for this same thing. I mean, this is the kind of offense that can they can put you away.
0: It can. Uh, it it Kevl. It, it it actually calls for a felony charge for uh, if if the court was to find that the actions rise to that level. Interesting you mission that you mentioned that Atlanta case because ultimately it did result in a plea. Uh, so, but it in, in the most important about this thing, uh, Tim, is that it will just be presented to a trial judge. The trial judge will take the information hear the evidence, and make a decision of whether or not Ms. Gonzalez should be criminally charged, based on the information. We are just bringing this information to the presence of the community, to the trial judge in the community so they can look at it.
1: Now, you say the trial judge in the community, and now you had the initial hearing, we talked about a moment ago, the writ of mandamus hearing, uh, brought in a judge from, uh, tell me I'm right here, Douglas County, I think it was, all the local judges recusing themselves. Would that be the same thing here or not?
0: Uh, I don't know yet. The, the The case has been assigned to a local judge here um, in Athens, Clark County, and to date, we have not got a recusal on that. So we're still waiting to see if whether or not the local judges will hear the open records complaint.
1: Uh, any thoughts as to the nature of the open records? What did we have? Any obviously it's deleted, so you haven't seen it. But I mean, what what would you have been looking for?
0: Um, w- at the time, uh, it was uh, the the reason that we were requesting the information at the time was to, for the staffing issues and the ability to cover court, um, which is one of her statutory duties that she needs to do, is to be able to be present and be in court. So we were seeking this information. Uh, not only was I, but a, an Atlanta news outlet was also requesting this information for their news story on 11 Live. So there were, there were two pending open records requests that would have covered the text between June and Ms. Gonzalez at the time.
1: Attorney Kevin Epps with us. I want to fast forward to an even more recent development. involves a a rape case, a a rape suspect. Uh, As I understand this, and fill in the blanks here, Kevin Epps, but as I understand this, uh, as a sexual assault alleged uh, and... There is essentially a move to dismiss the case because you can't find the victim. Uh, The DA's office saying we can't find the victim in this case. Well, the victim has been found. And so now ready to proceed as a judge says, yes, we can proceed with this and plan to. Uh, Your latest effort is to make sure the defendant in this case, uh, the man accused in this sexual assault, is not in a position to do harm to the purported victim, to do further harm to the purported victim in this case. So you want that guy locked up.
0: That's correct. This is a a very recent, Tim, that happened. Uh, The judge vacated the dismissal. Uh, Ms. Gonzalez's office moved to dismiss the case because she could not find the victim. The victim was found, presented to Ms. Gonzalez's office, and actually sat for um, an interview with her uh, about the case. The judge this week held a hearing and vacated the dismissal. Judge Haggard, correct? That's correct. Judge Haggard did it. Unfortunately, at that hearing, uh, the defendant did not show up, even though he was ordered to appear at that hearing. His attorney said that he did not notify him to appear at that hearing. And now that this case has been uh, been reopened, we are requesting Ms. Gonzalez to ask Judge Haggard to have him uh, placed back into the jail for protection of, uh, for the community and Ms. Carter.
1: What, if anything, uh, Kevin Epps again here, what, what, if anything, would be your degree of discomfort, for lack of a better way to put that, with Deborah Gonzalez as relates to this case? i to play devil's advocate for a moment. If you can't find the victim, you, you'll have very difficult time moving forward with the case. OK, we found the victim. How much of that is Deborah Gonzalez's fault in your estimation?
0: Well, if, again, through open records requests, we were able to take a look at what efforts that they made in order to find the victim. Um, as far as we can tell, it was to reach out to a local ADA uh, down in Brunswick. They were aware that the victim down, was down in Brunswick and, la- asked, and asked the local ADA uh, to find her. Interesting enough, Tim... Ms. Gonzalez's office asked the victim to stay in touch with an organization called Safe Harbor so that they knew she was homeless and they knew they needed an organization to find her. Ms. Carter followed the instructions and stayed in touch with Safe Harbor throughout the process. One phone call to Safe Harbor would have found Ms. Carter, and we see that no efforts by Ms. Gonzalez was done in order to do that.
1: Again, Kevin Epps with us here. Uh, One of the things, uh, and and let's back up here and look at this from maybe 30,000 feet. One of the things that Deborah Gonzalez has said from the first day is that, yeah, all my resources, I'm strapped to the limit. I'm losing ADAs, don't have enough, don't have enough money. Uh, You're saying, you're reminding me that there's something called a prosecuting attorney's counsel that is actually helping with or would be in a position to help with some of the funding issues that the DA raises.
0: Yeah, so the, the Prosecuting Attorney's Council has helped in both manpower and bringing additional attorneys in. Um, uh, they've, uh, they've, they have a team that are used in conflict scenarios, but Ms. Gonzalez has used them in a more untraditional way in bringing them in to help prosecute. She's also gone to that same council and requested funds in order to defend herself in the lawsuits that have been filed, and that council has given her to date up to $475,000. I know that she has stated to the public that this these lawsuits that have been filed have caused taxpayers to have to fit the bill on that, and that is just not true. Her funding for her lawsuits and defense for lawsuits are coming from this council, and we have pointed out to the powers that be – that the money that has been given to her is inappropriate under the statute because that is controlled by the governor of the state of Georgia. Well,
1: that's something I've wondered about from the beginning here, Kevin Epps, and this is just me being ignorant of the law. I don't know who I can sue. I mean, there are certain government officials who, do, who generally speaking, can't be sued, can't be targets of lawsuits. Otherwise, they'd never be able to leave the House. Uh, and I, I gather the, the DA is one we can sue.
0: That is correct. She is not a constitutional officer of Tim as we would normally see as in judges and those sort of things. She is a creature that has been created by the statutory authority of the of the legislature. And because of that, she has been given duties that she is supposed to do that the legislature says to all DAs. It doesn't matter if they're Republican, Democrat, progressive, non progressive, whatever. There is a list of duties that they are to be done. And because of that, the writ of mandamus allows for the action to be brought to say, if you're not doing these duties, you need to do it. Also, as it relates to the open records records request uh, case, every public official is subject to open records requests. And we are just asking her to comply with the statutory duties, which I would note that every other organization that we have sent open records to has complied to as it relates to any of the cases we have brought
1: One of the things, and she knows this, and her office has been made aware of this, she is invited to speak to this any old time she wants, come in, and we'll we'll spend as much time as she needs to talk about these matters. She has spoken with others. She says this is racism and sexism, and and she's, she's pointing out any number of things along those lines. You are saying this morning. That you would be open to a public debate, and you're even looking at me as a possible moderator of that debate. The first thing I'd say to that if I'm Deborah Gonzalez is I can't talk about this on on Tim's show or in a debate or any place else because there are lawsuits out there.:
0: Absolutely. And I understand that, and, and it is tricky with the lawsuits um, out there, but Tim, I would and I would welcome Ms. Gonzalez to sit in any forum with any moderator that she would want and debate me about the issues, everything but the lawsuits. Just the simple fact is every day, and I mean this, every day, I'm contacted by individuals, victims, court personnel, people that are sitting in the courtroom, private attorneys who are telling me about cases that are being dismissed. Yesterday, I was informed of three different dismissals by Ms. Gonzalez. I am given this information every single day. We don't need to debate about the lawsuits. That's fine. I want to debate about the simple fact of the cases that are before her and why she is taking the actions that are directly affecting Athens, Clark County, and Oconee County. And I would welcome her to accept my invitation to have a debate in any form with any moderator anywhere. All right,
1: well, okay, Randy McGinley, the DA over there in Newton and Walton counties, he's dismissing cases. Fonnie Willis in Atlanta is dismissing cases. DAs all over the state dismiss cases. You can't try everything.
0: You are right, Tim. There are There's prosecutorial discretion in looking at these cases, and there are times in which prosecutors should dismiss cases. But, Tim, the problem is, is that we are seeing dismissals of cases, and I'll give you an example. I have two dismissals sitting in my office right now where Ms. Gonzalez signed dismissals saying that the reason she was dismissing them is because she did not have the GBI crime test results back. Well, when I did the open records request, the, op- the crime lab results had been sitting in her file for months yet she told the court she dismissed them because she didn't have them that's just a false that's just a false statement before the court I would love to ask her why did you dismiss this when you had this file and you told the court you didn't
1: Kevin Epps, uh, Anthony's attorney, Anthony's and Oconee County, the Western Circuit and in court from time to time with Deborah Gonzalez and her prosecutors and at odds, as you have heard over the last few minutes and has tracked for the last few months at odds with the D.A. Very quickly, like 10, 15 seconds here, you would say none of this is personal.
0: I would, Tim. This is not personal. This is not about me living in Oconee, Republican, Democrat, independent. This is about kids. Humans, victims, and our community, Tim, that is what it's about.
1: Kevin Epps, will leave it there. Thanks for your time this morning.
0: Thank you, sir. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by.